What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another live episode of the Ready Gold Standard Podcast. My name is Zach Hernandez, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Llewellyn. Matt, how are you doing this Sunday evening? I'm doing pretty well, Zach. Um, it was good to see 49ers football back. Um, I know I have a lot to say on the game, um, so let's just jump right into it. Yeah, exactly. It was definitely good. Um, there were some bright spots, some not so bright spots. What were your kind of initial takeaways after watching it? Yeah, so I took notes on the game. Um, I have it broken down into two uh, different subjects. So the first subject is just going to be general overall, uh, you know, just thoughts on the game, how different players did. And then secondly, uh, I did a play-by-play breakdown of what Trey Lance did in terms of uh, on passing plays. Just, you know, because like, okay, he hands the ball off. That's fine. No big deal. But we're all here, you know, to really get a breakdown on what he did in terms of passing. So I'll start with the regular notes. We'll get your thoughts as well. And then I'll move on to Trey Lance. Perfect. All right. So um, first things first. Opening kickoff, Richie James is still an awful returner. He ran right into the guy on the opening kickoff, ran right into a defender for a tackle. Um, it's just, it's, I just, uh, come on, man. I'm just tired of him. He's just a bad returner. And we'll get to more Richie James being Richie James uh, in a little bit. Um, Jimmy starts off with a rollout to the left and hit Debo Samuel. Um, the throw was fine, if not like a little bit behind him. I think that, you know, that kind of slowed down it turned so it's it's a bad throw that becomes a good result right because if he leads Debo Debo probably gets tackled right away because Debo had to turn inside he was able to shake the defender so he got you know some nice rack yardage there um I noticed I like Trey Sermon um he reminds me a little bit of they're running in between the tackles like they did with Tevin Coleman but I think that Sermon has a little bit more wiggle um you know he put the ball on the ground which was not the best um but, the, the, you know, that, that needs to be cleaned up, and we'll talk about that later, too. Uh, overall, the first drive, Jimmy looked like Jimmy. If you're a Jimmy fan, you're not mad at the outing. It looks exactly like what we come to expect. He was three for three. Everything he threw was underneath. Um, and on a third and long, he checked it down to the running back. That's about par for the course for Jimmy. It's a very Jimmy Garoppolo-style drive. Um, one thing I noticed out of the defense right away, Griffith and Hufanga looked pretty good I, I don't know who griffith is but he seemed like he was everywhere um hufanga got a weird pi when he ran into tyreek hill um it looked more like he was trying to make a play on the ball and tyreek hill was just so much smaller than him he could just kind of bounced off his chest but otherwise he's really nice he's a very very sound tackler that was a the theme throughout the game he came up and made plays and he was a very good tackler and he had a nose for the ball carrier so he was able to you know snuff out a lot of things um first chiefs touchdown bw web burnt toast like just, just did not. He got caught peeking into the backfield, and he just let his man go right by him for a touchdown. Um, after the touchdown, which we'll talk about in a little bit from Trey Lance, Robbie Gould doinks the extra point. That's midseason for him for Robbie. Uh, on the next drive, uh, Diamador Lenore heads up interception on the tip drill. I thought that was really good. Um, he, you know, his man had him by a step. The throw was behind, and when the ball bounced up in the air, he had the presence of mind and, and the sight to be able to go up and just grab it, which is those things make a difference. You know, there are a lot of times where you see those tip drills and the guy just kind of bobbles it and he drops it. This time, Lenore was able to, you know, to pick that up, and that turned into uh, three extra points for the Niners. Sermon fumbled. Um, 
that to me. So I wanted to talk about that specifically with Sermon because it looked like he had some sort of like issue with his hand or like his shoulder, like he had some kind of stinger. Um, and I wonder if that had something to do with what happened there. Um, all night long, the the second team defensive line looked pretty good. Arden Key looked really good. Um, he he got a lot of pressure. Um, Ambry Thomas looked all right. Uh, he was in on a couple of plays, but he had an egregious hold that was not called. That should have been. He was all over that guy. Um, Josh Rosen came in, played just about all the second half. Um, he looks about done with football at times and then still really talented at other times. So some throws were just really bad. That egregious overthrow for the pick in the red zone was just ter- a terrible throw. But then he have other throws that you're like, wow, that's a that's an NFL throw right there. So it's he's just I don't know. I just don't know what's going on with him. Um, and I thought odd that they didn't play Sudfeld at all. Um, I'm wondering if uh, they do something similar. Maybe Jimmy gets an extra series. Trey goes through the same thing, maybe plays the first series in the third quarter. And then maybe Sudfeld gets the rest of the game. And I think maybe they're going to try to, like, compare them that way. Otherwise, it's kind of weird. Um. Aaron Banks, man, he looks shaky as all hell. He he got bullied. He he looked like he had slow feet. And then to add injury to insult, uh, he injured his shoulder in the third quarter, which we'll talk about uh, this week on Niners News. Moore, right now, Jalen Moore looks like you know he started the game at left tackle. Um, he looks like he's going to be a swing tackle for the team, or maybe they're just doing it for now to have depth. But he looks like he's the better rookie, and that's worrying given each one's draft position. Uh, Jamichael Hasty siding. He fumbled the ball, um, put the ball on the ground. They were able to recover that. Um, ball security needs to be a point of emphasis. Uh, Trey Lance had a fumble. Sermon had a fumble. Hasty had a fumble. Like the, bo- the ball was hitting the ground way too much. Uh, he later scored a touchdown, which was good. And I thought at that on that drive, he ran the ball really well. I still really like Hasty, but he's probably the odd man out right now. Um, I like Simba Webster. He's got some juice in the open field. Um, he took, uh, I think it was a jet sweep, and then he also was returning kicks. Um, he looked nice on the returns, minus that one really weirdly fielded punt that he got like a really weird hop on, and he had to kind of like air Jordan to kind of grab the ball out of the air and just fall on it. But they might have something for their return game with with Simba. I'm, I'm really interested to see what he does, although I could do without Greg Papa saying that he runs like Mufasa. <laughs> I was just, I haven't heard a local KPIX broadcast in a long time, and I'm kind of glad because it was pretty bad. Um, and then the last real thing that I noticed, uh, there was a play where the 49ers were running, the lineman was in front, and the Chiefs DB went to dive at the running back through the legs of the offensive lineman, and they called it a low block, which was a personal foul penalty. It's an interesting implementation of the rule, and so I'm kind of interested to see, because it seems to me like if they're enforcing the rule like that, that means DBs are going to have to go straight up with offensive linemen, and that's going to mean Pancake City on those, you know, those runs where you can either change direction and get the lineman to fire out, or, you know, whatever the case may be, because I guess you're not supposed uh, Terry McCauley was talking about it on Twitter, where you're absolutely even if you're trying to make a tackle on the player, if you contact the blocker, it's going to be called for a low block. So overall, those were just my notes on the general play of the players. Um, what do you think, Zach? Yeah, real quick. Papa was cringe as hell. I was watching this oh. t- this TV broadcast. and I'm like, I have to mute it at times because it was just 
and I think East when Bay Chris Trey threw the when Trey threw the touchdown yeah. and he said Trey area. My wife was like, "What is that?" I wanted and to spit out my drink. It was, and I was so like, bad. Can you just not? Some things I I know I shouldn't say, even though you know it's fine to say, but you just shouldn't. Yeah. You just shouldn't. And right. Papa was that, and he, him and Tim Ryan saying E Fody. I'm just like, oh my god, man, just please stop. Yeah. Um, Hopefully that's just it's preseason for them too. So hopefully they yeah. can get that out of Somebody somebody tweeted at me and they were like, Look, man, he's an old man just trying to fit in. Take it easy. I'm like, all right, I feel yeah. bad now, but it was cringe. Um, I, I think you touched on Arden Key. I've really liked Arden Key. Um, Mo Hurst had a quiet, quietly good night as well. Um, yep. I'm so glad also you touched on Webster because man, do they have something in the return game finally? Do they finally have something in, in Simba Webster? Possibly, it's it's a little too early to say definitely yes, but There's I do potential think it was there, positive. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I do think that they have something there to work with, and everything Richie James last night, everything Richie James did last night, excuse me, was negative. It, yeah, and nothing we'll, he did. Yeah, and we'll get to some of his more egregious stuff. So. Yeah, definitely. And um, as far as the game, I thought the Niners did all right. Um, I know that Grant specifically, Grant Cohn, was kind of tweeting all night, and he he questioned Coach Shanahan in the press game, uh, post game press conference, as to why he didn't roll what out a gangster response though. For he's like, because that's um, that's not what we wanted to do. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. such an awesome response. Yeah, man. I know. I'm like, oh my god, that's hilarious. Well, um, and but- the problem is, like, we all know, like Grant knows why they weren't doing that stuff because they don't want to show that stuff. And he knew that, and he was just, I think, I don't know. I, I don't agree with Grant asking that question and expecting anything other than what Shanahan gave him because, like, they're not trying to show all their all their cards in the preseason game one. Yeah, it, it, it's it's pointless. And I thought it was – I think he tweeted something online. So, like, he's, he's coaching like he has Mac Jones as his quarterback. It's like, dude, he played, like, 30, 35 snaps. Like, take it easy. Um, there's going to be plenty of times in games that actually Oh, matter. yeah, Trey Lance, Trey Lance actually played 26 snaps. There you go. Yeah, 26 snaps. 26. So yeah. not even the 30. Um, yeah. Yeah, Colleen here says Benjamin as well. Travis Benjamin was horrible, to, to put it mildly. He was not a great outing from Travis Benjamin. I expected a lot more from the veteran, especially after taking all last season off last year. He looks like he's shot, man. Yeah. He definitely does. And there, and there were some Rosen. effort issues, man. There were effort issues from Benjamin where it looked mm-hmm. like he was giving up on plays, which I didn't like. Yep. And uh, you mentioned Rosen. And we said in the chat last night, I don't know if it was uh, Perry, but he said, you know, like, oh, man, I really want him to make it. I'm like, I think you might want it more than he does because it doesn't really yeah. seem like there's much there from Josh Rosen anymore. Yeah. I mean, he had some good throws, but then he also had, like, crappy throws. And it's just like... And the one thing that showed me that he does still have a little bit of fight was at the end of the game where they had that offside when the guy didn't get back in time for them to clock the play. And you see Rosen actually legitimately get upset. And it's just like that at least shows me that he still has a fire to try to win. And so hopefully, you know, he can parlay that. Again, it's going to be interesting to see what they do going forward. Um, I don't know what their plan is for Nate Sudfeld if they're if they're going to play him in the second game or not, I think that's going to be a real key in terms of who's actually leading the clubhouse in this battle. So, yeah, I thought it was interesting as well um, that they didn't play him at all. Um, They just went with Jimmy Trey and Josh Rosen. 
I don't know. Yep. Maybe they're trying to get a definitive answer on Josh Rosen. I don't know, but I thought mm. that was interesting. Um, something that I saw a lot of people, including you know myself, talk about last night was Jimmy just being an overall good teammate. And this was kind of the picture that you know everybody took off with. Yeah, and it's just awesome because you could just and well, see him yeah. And I have I have that written down in my notes. Okay, yeah. So I just wanted to touch on that real quick, just because. And he even mentioned afterwards, you know, oh, if it's Josh or Trey coming over to me to ask questions, I got no problem answering them. Um, it's just nice to see him genuinely happy for his teammate that's coming to take his job. You know, like it's a tricky situation, but you still love to see it. So those are kind of my yeah. initial thoughts, but there's a lot there. No, absolutely. Um, I, and I thought, again, overall, what I look for in the preseason is individual players and um, things that they're doing. It's it's really hard to uh, to go through. And I don't know, like people are like, oh, man, we lost. And it's like, yeah, that doesn't really that doesn't really matter, though. Like this is it's preseason. It's not about the wins and losses don't count right now. You're trying to play good situational, solid football, and you're trying to get a read on what players are going to make this team, especially at a depth level. Um, you really need to see what what players have. So, to me, it's less about wins and losses, and it's more about individual storylines. You know, um, you know which group is performing well, which player looks really good, who pops out as somebody who's either playing good or playing bad. And I th I think that's you know all we have to look out for in those. And those are how I kind of go about taking my notes in, in terms of what I'm watching in the game. Yeah. Also, I just want to reiterate how impressed I was by Tal Lanoa Hufanga last night. Um, look, he didn't have it like something on the statue that was screaming out, but it was the effort plays and you saw it, whether it was on defense, on special teams, every time I looked up, yep. I saw him all over the field. So that was really impressive to yep. me and hopefully something he could build on moving forward and earn that, yeah. that spot on the final 53. I will say this. Um, I think that, you know, he's a player that has ultimate effort. And again, like I said, he's got a nose for the ball. He's going to learn, um, you know, he did have one play that I thought was pretty funny. It was a jet sweep to Tyreek Hill and Hufanga had him like was right there. And then Hill just kind of ran right by him. And it was like, you got to take a different angle to that brother. Cause you know, you don't have the type. I don't know if he's ever seen the Tyreek Hill speed, but he, he got baptized on that. And it was like a modest seven yard game, but I just thought it was funny that it's just like, okay, he, he needs to figure that out. But then, you know, for the rest of the game, he was all up on guys wrapping people up. Um, really just a physical football player and i really like him um i think that he's a great pick for the 49ers yeah i agree um as far as the 49ers defensive line uh, as it got later on in the game and obviously it's to be expected but it got kind of ugly to say the yeah. least there was getting no pressure i think they had a total of three sacks on, on the whole night yeah. um I would have checked a little more just because we've heard for the last month or so that this is a really good and deep defensive line. Yeah. I mean, I it's know. deep, but then like they didn't, I mean, Armstead didn't play. Bosa didn't play Ford didn't play. That's fair. You know, Kinlaw didn't play like you're missing your top four guys. So then you're running the second team out there as the first team. Then you got your third stringers out there to replace those guys. So I, I think it's a little bit much to ask your defensive line to run 12 deep. But I, you know, overall, I thought the sec when they were first out there, I thought they did a good job, which means that the backups are probably doing a good job and will be, you know, worthwhile. Yeah, that's fair. That's a really good point. Um, I, I think overall, 
there's a lot to be pleased from. I, I, I know the Niners lost, obviously. It doesn't really matter preseason week one. I thought I walked away last night feeling pretty good about the game. Is it did you feel any differently or I felt pretty good. Um I think we were all excited. Um I mean the star of the show obviously was Trey Lance. So um, you know, I did a play by play breakdown of like what he did. So I mean if you're ready, we can jump right into it. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Perfect. Um, first pass play that he had, he escaped pressure beautifully. Um, it was a designed deep throw, and he was able to get out of the pocket and th- on the run threw up like a dot to Brandon Ayuk. And it just, there was mustard on that throw. But I mean, that was just a flat out drop from Ayuk, which was a little disappointing. Um, I was just like, come on, man. Like, we got to make those catches because that was, that was a great off schedule play. And that's what we've been talking about in terms of like what we want to see. It's some of the off schedule stuff. And, it just, it, you know, it was just a flat out drop, and that'll be a theme for the night. Um, second pass play, Brunskill gets blown up by Jones, gets tripped by the running back, and Lance had absolutely no time on third down. So that ended that drive. That was the first sack of the game against him. The next play is the one that everybody's talking about. Trey rolls out to his left, drops an absolute bomb to Sherfield on the opposite side. 80-yard touchdown to Sherfield. Absolute money throw. We've all seen the highlights. It was beautiful. And you showed the image earlier, but I want to give props to Jimmy for legitimately looking like the happiest teammate for Trey making that throw. He was jumping up and down, fist pumping, huge smile on his face, ran up to Trey. It was really cool to see, and it's just a sign of what the 49ers players defend about Jimmy and the fact that he's a great leader. Um, It's just it's something you love to see. So um, everybody's talking about this. This is the one that got Ian Rappaport to say, don't get too excited. Don't get too excited. You know, this is the throw that I think Kyle really wanted to see, because I think at its core, I think Kyle wants Trey Lance to win this job. And so he needs to have these throws to do it. Can I but it was an, real quick? Yeah. How funny was it? John Lynch in the booth acknowledging that he didn't take the shorter you know, gimme pass to Ayuk, and he went for the bomb pass to Trent Sherfield. Yep. Yeah, it's funny because they all see it. And we talked about this too. The players are going to know, and the players know. You know, um, it's it's one of the things that you like about Trey Lance is that he, he goes for it. Um, as we'll see in a little bit, sometimes that's got to be reined in a little bit. But, I mean, on that play, that was a thing of beauty. Uh, the next play, the next pass play he had was a quick quick screen to Jennings for about 11. Um, the play developed really quickly and Jennings looked pretty explosive. So that was a nice play. Um, next pass play Lance was sacked for the second time. Number 48 of the chiefs got backside pressure and he was essentially unblocked. Uh, the tight end gave him like a half ass chip and then released to run his route. And Trey had no time to throw the third down. Third down was a check down to Gallman under heavy pressure. Um, he didn't really have any other option. Um, he didn't have a time again. So he had to get that, that playoff. Um, the next throw that he had was after the punt that went out of bounds at the one. I thought it was a gutsy play call by Kyle to call a play action pass from their own one yard line. I thought that was a nice job by him and a nice job to Trey as well. You know, he went through his progressions. He recognized that the defender slipped against Charlie Warner and threw him the ball. And it was the 34 yard gain. Good throw on the money. Uh, he escaped pressure. The next pass play on a rollout to the left, stepped up and made a nice throw to River Craig crap on the left sideline drop number two from the wide receiver. Um, Lance took a big hit in between two defenders. I didn't like to see that. It was a great throw. Craycraft just dropped it. It was just bad. Uh, the next play was a third down throw to Craycraft. It was short of the sticks. 
on the money, but it reminds me of every third down play that Jimmy throws, throws it underneath short of the sticks. And so that was like, that was on brand for like a Jimmy Garoppolo thing. And, you know, that's a little bit of the vanilla offense kind of rubbing off on Trey there. Uh, the next one was <sighs> Richie James. Trey threw an absolute dime under pressure. The guy was right in his face. He lofted it right up over him to the right sideline. It was there was touch on the throw, even though it still had, you know, plenty of oomph on it. And, you know, Richie just must not want to make this team. Uh, he accounted for that third drop of the night, and that was that was terrible. I think this is going to cost Richie James a spot on the roster. There's no reason it hit him in his hands. You have to catch that ball. Um, Trey, next play uh, with a dart. It was between two defenders, but Richie strikes again as he was stumbling and wasn't able to make a play on the ball. Uh, he couldn't reach up and get it. It was a, it was a good throw. It was there, um, but he couldn't make a play on it. Um, another quick area screen to Jennings. This seems to be something that they are purposefully designing for him and that he excels at. Uh, it goes for 15, 15 yards. So um, that, that was good. And you like to see it out of Jennings. It looks like that's a lot of what they're going to use him for, and I think that's it's good. Um, the next throw was, I feel like, Lance's first bad read, bad throw. Um, yeah, like and subscribe, everyone. Uh, we love having you here. 2,000 subscribers. We're giving away jerseys. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, this was Lance's first bad read, bad throw. He threw it to the right sideline. He didn't see the DB that was underneath and tried to fire one into the wide receiver, and it almost got picked off. Um, it's something that he definitely has to, you know, he has to see that DB. Um, the next throw was another another one that was a little off. Um, he was kind of on his back foot and up on his toes, and he led Warner about two yards too far. Um, and I noted that it was the second straight bad play that he had had from the shotgun. So I wanted to make note of that, and I thought it was something to watch. Um, third, the next play was the third sack of the game on Lance. He had enough time to throw, but he couldn't find someone before Moore got beat at the left tackle um, quicker progressions are going to come with him though, with more reps. So, you know, that's not something I'm like super going to beat him up about. It's, you know, Jimmy goes boom, 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 like real quick. And it's hard to make that expectation of Trey at this point in their career. He'll get better at it. But as a note, it was another shotgun play. Um, the next one was an, yet another shotgun play that didn't go well. Um, Lance fumbled the ball after a defender pressured from the front side and swiped Lance's throwing hand. He was able to fall on the ball, but that was sack number four of the night. Um, then the next throw, he hit Sermon underneath for a modest gain. Seemed like a typical Kyle play call in which he tried to offset the yards lost from the him falling on the fumble. Um, so it put Trey in another third down and long. You know, he's trying to just gain back the original yards and get a third and 10 or whatever. Um, this one was, this one I think was his worst throw of the night. Um, it was another shotgun near disaster. Trey tried to force the ball to Jennings on an in-cutting route in between two fenders in between two defenders and was nearly picked off. This throw was a 100% ego throw. Like I can get the ball there throw. And so you like him taking the chances, but it was not the best throw that, that he had. Um, the next one, Lance uh, rushed a throw under pressure to the left sideline to Benjamin that was wide um, and went out of bounds. But the defensive lineman had his hand up in the air, so he did a good job of not putting the ball in danger. Um, he had to get it out wide to avoid the tip from the defensive lineman, and once the ball gets tipped, you have no idea what's going to happen. Um, and then the last pass play that he had, um, 
it just shows that I, I think that shotgun and two minute drill seems to be an er- early area of weakness from Lance that he needs to improve upon. This was another typical third and short Kyle play with Benjamin on a backside slant route. Um, he was tightly covered by the DB um, and the DB made a good play for the pass breakup. The throw was on target, but um, there wasn't a lot of separation there. And I just wonder if there was another receiver that would have been a better uh, read. I think it was one of those bang, bang, like you only have one read and you need to throw this ball. And if Lance was, you know, able to to take off and run, maybe maybe he could have done that. But I think they kind of made it so that the emphasis tonight was on him staying in the pocket. So his final stats of the night um, were he was five of 14 for 128 and a touchdown. He was sacked four times. He had one fumble and uh, three drops from wide receivers and a, two po- the throws that I thought were poor. Um, overall, there's a lot to like from Trey in his debut. He did, the moment didn't look too big for him. I mean, he seemed to have firm control of the team, of the huddle, of the plays. He didn't look lost. He wasn't looking around trying to figure out where he was. I mean, it was he looked like he belonged out there on the field from minute one. The 80-yard throw was beautiful. Um, absolute money throw. It's the one everyone is talking about. But I'd argue that the two throws that were dropped to Ayuk and to James were actually more impressive throws. Um, those were big time. You need to make those on third down to real, you know, like those type of plays are, are what make or break a drive, you know? And, and I thought that those were actually harder difficulty throws. The bomb was cool, man. And it was spot on the money, but I mean, it, uh, Sherfield was wide open. So those tight window throws and escaping pressure and being able to get those out, I thought those were the actually better, more high difficulty, uh, degree throws. So I'm curious next week to see what he does. Um, they're going up against the Chargers in L.A. Um, how he does in the two-minute drill and from the shotgun uh, will be a key moving forward. Quickening of working through progressions will happen with more reps, but there were some great throws under pressure, and he showed good pocket mobility, which is important. And most importantly, he kept his eyes downfield and looked to throw rather than looking to run. Obviously, no read option tonight or last night, which will add something else for the defense to worry about. And as it stands, I think that Jimmy should still be considered the starter for now. But I think Trey showed that this is very much a quarterback competition. And depending on how he grows in the next two games, could still be on the running to take the job from Jimmy by week one. Wow. All right. I love it. Yep. Very, very detailed. Thank you for that. Yep. Um, I thought that it was interesting to see, like, after the first couple of uh, series with Trey Lance, especially after the touchdown pass, there were people on Twitter who were saying, like, give the job to Trey. Trey's earned it. Trey's shown he can hang with you know, NFL speed and whatnot. And very quickly, he shows that he's still a rookie. He's still a rookie. He's still going to make the same rookie mistakes or, you know, like kind of trusting his arm a little too much, like you alluded to there. And I think that that needs to be kind of, you know, mentioned again, the fact that he is a rookie and he took a year off basically of football due to COVID. And it's going to take him some time to get, everything back to hundred percent and to get adjusted to the NFL speed, because that's completely different than, you know, North Dakota state being there and playing against, you know, talent at that level. It's true. It's true. But I also think that it, without those three drops, that line looks a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden now he's eight of 14 for like 170 yards and a touchdown. And, and, you know, so that you know, you're kind of weighing it against that. I thought he looked really good. Um, again, two poor throws, one situation where he held onto the ball too long that got him sacked. Um, you know, he didn't have a lot of time. I think with the first team offensive line, he would have had a lot more time. <laughs> 
And then when you're running read option plays, which they're going to do for him, um, and RPOs, and you know, you have you actually are having Lance, you know, work his way out of the pocket, perhaps running. Um, I think that that's going to again add another layer that the defense has to worry about. We talk about playing eleven on eleven football, and so I just think that as time goes on. That's why I think the Chargers game is so interesting. Let's see what his growth is. Let's see where he moves on from here. See if he can kind of go back and look at the tape and fix some things. You know, that throw that he had that the DB was playing underneath coverage and was able to make a jump on. Maybe that's something that, you know, next time he knows not to throw that because now he's seen it in film. You know, again, like you alluded to, he spent an entire year off. So some of these things, even with speed of the game that you have to deal with as a rookie, they're going to look a little different because he hasn't Mm -hmm. played with essentially live ammunition, you know, it's one thing to look great in practice and that's, that's great. Right. But you know, it's that practice is like, Oh, you know, you got sacked. Somebody touched you, you're down or whatever. It's not, I mean, he took a couple of, of decent hits, you know? And so until you have that happen, which hasn't happened to him in, in over a year, I mean, it's, you know, you never know what you're going to get. So how he grows going forward, I think is going to be critical to watch. Yeah. And it was, very frustrating to see how much he got hit, even on the plays that he weren't he wasn't sacked on. He was still taking hits. Um, hopefully, with when he does play in regular season, there will be obviously the starting offensive line, and it'll be a lot more protection than he was uh, afforded last night because it was almost you know pure chaos out there for Trey Lance yeah. because there were times where the offensive linemen were getting beat immediately right off the snap and had no chance of success. So. It's hard to, you know, go through your progressions or let a route develop when it takes three to four seconds for the receiver to run down the field and you have a defensive end in your face within two seconds. You know, like it's not really setting himself up for success. So that's what's tough to watch and evaluate, too. Yeah, Yeah, I just love that, you know, after the game, Lance was like he didn't put the blame on anybody but himself. Mm -hmm. He's like, I left big plays out on the table. You know, I held on to the ball too long. I got sacked. That's on me, you know, and that's what you want to see. That's that's leadership right there. That's it's composure. It's everything that you you want to see out of a young guy. And, you know, it's again, you know, we're looking at it right now. And a lot of people are calling to just give Trey the, you know, the job. We're, we're seeing it. You know, he's already almost at Jimmy Garoppolo's level right now in a lot of ways. You know, he made two poor throws. Guess what? We got a poor Jimmy thrower to every single game anyway. So. I actually think that his arm strength is actually a benefit because, you know, DBs aren't known for having the most sure hands in the world. And that's there are going to be times where he's got mustard on that ball and they're not going to be able to, you know, even if they make a jump on it, they're not going to get it. So it's it, it'll be interesting to see going forward, um, because when you add all the physical tools that it's hard not to clamor for him if the competition is anywhere close. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Um, how impressed were you by Trent Sherfield? Is this something um, that could develop? I mean, something? I think, well, I mean, I think he's going to take Richie James spot on the team. I don't think that that's like, yeah, that outside the realm of possibility for that to happen. Um, I didn't see a lot of him outside of that catch though. So yeah, I mean, I thought it was impressive that he caught that ball. And, like nobody was going to catch him on that. So he was able to just take it to the house and not have to worry about it. But, you know, I'd like to see a little more consistency. I want him to be involved in more than just that one play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, I was actually most impressed with Juwan Jennings, who I thought, yeah. you know, caught those screens very well. Um, 
I noticed that he was a hardcore blocker on running plays. Like he's a very aggressive style blocker and he's, he's a very willing blocker. And those are the type of dirty work things that you got to do to get noticed. And I just think he looks a little more spry on his feet. Um, his feet look less heavy, but you know, I, I was more impressed with Jennings. I think Sherfield is still, you know, fourth or fifth on the, on the depth chart. Um, you know, I've heard that Sherfield's a really good camp player, but you know, I don't know. It's everything will be figured out. Um, mm-hmm. I think the top three wide receivers though are still uh, a Debo, Brandon, Ayuk, and uh, Muhammad Sanu. I, I just think that's where it's at right now. I need to see more consistent effort and and production out of Sherfield in the preseason before I can kind of put them above those guys. I hear you. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you touched on Jawan Jennings because I was I was impressed with him too when he started the game. Um, which, you know, preseason, take that with a grain of salt, but he was impressive. He looked a lot quicker, and they he actually got some looks, and he made the most of it. So I'm hoping to see more of that from Jennings because that's something that, you know, we had talked about the last – ever since he came to the 49ers, can he develop? Can they develop him? And he lost some weight. He's gotten a little quicker. Hopefully this is his year. The opportunity's there. He just needs to seize it. Um yeah, the wide receiver, you know, after those three guys you mentioned, it's pretty wide open. Yep. Um, Joey Arredondo says, did you mention how Trey missed his hot route on one of his sacks? He'll pick on those things after going over film. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody says that Trey, when he makes a mistake, he doesn't make the same one twice. And that's something that I noticed is not necessarily true of Jimmy Garoppolo, who does make similar mistakes over and over. So if that holds true, then Trey is definitely going to uh, shore up some of those some of those issues. Mm hmm. Yep. Um, on the flip side, you touched on Ambry Thomas, Diamador Lenore. Mm-hmm. They were, I was, I was impressed with Lenore. I thought he played well. Um, yep. I wanted to see a little more from Ambry Thomas. He was very handsy. It seemed like when he was defending, he was handsy coverage. in college too. Yeah. I remember you saying that when they drafted him. Um, yeah. Hopefully that they can turn into something, but I was, I was it's, pleased with Lenore. It's something that you have to coach out of Ambry Thomas because in college, you can be handsy until the ball's in the air. It's not the same in the NFL right. where past five yards, you can't, you can't be that way. So um, I think that with time, they can be able to coach that out of him a little bit. Um, you know, I think that he had a pretty decent first showing. Again, like I said, he had an egregious hold that they just missed. So, uh, <laughs> it, you know, we'll, we'll – We'll see what he develops into. Um, they got time with him, though. I think as long as the frontline starters stay healthy, he should be okay. Yeah. Um, so the we thought, at least I thought, we made it out of the game with very little injuries to none, yeah. aside from Aaron Banks. Um, Kyle had said in the press conference it was likely a week. Turns out it's going to be two to three weeks with a shoulder injury. Yep. And then it was reported, I believe, by Nick Wagner of ESPN this morning, Austin Watkins broke his foot, and he's out six to eight weeks. So that's yes. unfortunate. It sucks. You hate to see it. Um, yeah. And we'll we'll talk about we'll do an injury roundup on uh, and the implications of such on on Niners news. But mm-hmm. yeah, y- you hate to see it. Uh, we are going to be getting some guys back though. So, um, you know, we have a new signing. I'm sure he's gonna. We'll talk about that in Niners news. I'm sure he's gonna make an impact and 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 play the game. Um, I think Aziz Al Shair hopefully is going to be back next week. I think Kyle was talking about that. So, you know, it's. It's pretty exciting. I thought the first game overall was pretty fun, and it was really cool to to see just so much hype for Trey Lance. I agree. And to see, I mean, to see him really. I mean, he. I mean, he had lofty shoes to live up to because 
I mean, Justin Fields came out like a bat out of hell, and Justin Fields looked really, really good against the Dolphins. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, Justin Fields is fast. That's one thing that I saw in that game. He was fast. So I'm kind of excited to see, you know, when Trey gets going and Trey runs, like what, you know, what that looks like too. Um, but he, you know, after Fields came out and tore it up, you know, it was important for to kind of see Trey Lance, you know. Um, I know Zach Wilson was just kind of like meh in his debut. Trevor Lawrence was kind of meh in his debut. Same thing with Mac Jones. After the first week of the preseason, I think that, you know, Justin Fields and Trey Lance were, the, were obviously the two most exciting quarterbacks out of the rookie class this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, Fields Fields had a nice performance. I was impressed. Um, it's <clears throat> unfortunate. They're always going to be tied together, Lance and Fields. There's nothing you can really do about that, but it's going to be a nice, I don't know, ri- I don't want to say rivalry because there's nothing really there yet, but there's always going to be that comparison, similar to the Alex Smith, Aaron Rodgers type, even though that's more of kind of a direct one. But yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how their careers play out over the next couple of years. Justin Fields, I think, definitely yeah. has that fast track to start. Unlike I think right here. I think in NFL circles, I don't know necessarily that it's a Justin Fields, Trey Lance thing. I think that's more for this fan base because those were the two guys that we really thought were going to, you know, to a lesser degree, Mac Jones. I know there's some Mac Jones people out there, but I know that most people who realistically were considering who they were going to pick at quarterback were between, and myself included, were between mm-hmm. Justin Fields and Trey Lance. So that's where that kind of comparison comes from, and that's where that rivalry, so to speak, comes from. But I don't, I don't think that there's necessarily rivalry there. Although that Halloween game, if they're both starting, could be I'm the start. Could be the I'm, start yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I think we touched on most of what we wanted to touch on. We just wanted to do a quick, uh, you know, preseason week one wrap up here. If there yeah. are any questions you guys have, feel free to shoot them at us. Uh, yep. But if not, I think we're going to just get through our closing thoughts here. Um, that way we can get some Niners news out for you guys for the week. Absolutely. Um, are you looking for anything in particular in the week two preseason? Things that Kyle Shanahan maybe didn't do for Trey Lance in week one that you're hoping he gets to in yeah. week two? Um, I, I want him to maybe get a little bit more time with the first team offensive line because I'd like to see Trey have the opportunity to have enough protection to work from one side of the field to the other without having to necessarily, you know, that extra half a second could make or break the entire thing. Cause there were times where I was timing it and from snap to sack, you know, there was one time where it was like about two seconds, which is not enough time to process, especially if you're, you know, if you're on a five-step drop on a, on a, you know, 10 to 15 yard intermediate route or even a deep shot, route that you're trying to play you can't get those passes off so you definitely need to see what he can do behind good o-line that like that's just you know and um i know that uh forever faithful put it out our boy um that kyle said all the stars are playing because uh alex mack trent williams and did mcglinchy play i think mcglinchy played for a little bit i think he played yeah but um there was one other offensive line starter that was out. Maybe it was Lake and Tomlinson. I don't know who it was, the third one, but um, you know, that those are key guys, especially Mack and Trent Williams. Those are those are two linchpins of that offensive line. So I'd like to see what he could get. Um, and then just for week two, I want to see, you know, what the what the other rookies can do. Um, it's unfortunate Elijah Mitchell's gonna be out for a couple weeks. Um, and Watkins gonna be out for for some time. That that 
that's kind of unfortunate. But I want to see what Hufanga does. Just more growth from all these players. I want to see the running backs not put the football on the ground as much. Those are, those would be important things. Just cleaning up what was what was wrong in week one of the preseason will go a long way to you know you just want to see progression from individuals. That's mm-hmm. like I said, nobody's really game planning that hard. I'm I'm sure Kyle put that that deep shot in there for Trey Lance to showcase him. I'm almost positive because the first play that he rolled out and tried to hit Ayuk was also a designed deep play. So we wanted to get that out there to show what he could do. I think he does one or two more things like that, but overall, you just want to see people clean it up. Yeah, no, I agree. I want to, I'm looking forward to the continued progression of guys like Jawan Jennings, Talano Hufanga, Arden Key, and Mo Hurst. Yep. Those could be some nice stories moving into the season if they're able to build on these, you know, early blocks that they're starting here, preseason week one, preseason week two. Um, because they're talented guys. And look, it obviously yep. didn't work out in Oakland or Las Vegas. Um, but Hopefully there's something here that the 49ers, Chris Kersarek and D'Amico Ryans can unlock because the talent's there. Um, and as far oh, yeah. as, as um, Trey Lance, excuse me, getting him with the number one receivers, even if it's just for a bit, I'm excited to see that. Um, Debo Samuel yeah. and Brandon Yuke and George Kittle, you know, like these are guys that he was without Josh, uh, excuse me, uh, Kyle Juszczyk. That could be something where he could really showcase his skills with the starting offensive line in front of him, protecting him, like you said, Matt. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah, I think especially with Debo, too, because we feel like – I know that all of us feel like Debo does not have his potential unlocked with Jimmy. You know, like that first pass play, that was was mostly Debo being, you know, a playmaker in the open field. The throw from Jimmy wasn't the best. Um, I, I don't think there was any really good throw from Jimmy, to be honest. Um, he had a throw in the flat to hock it for like two yards. It's just, you know, little things like that. It's like, I don't know. I think we're all super excited. So, of course, we want to see him with the ones and see how much further he can push those players' potential. So, yeah, other than the the drop pass by Ayuk, I don't think he got much run with the starters. No, no, unfortunately. Um, and, yeah, also, not I didn't mention, let's see what Jimmy could do because Jimmy really didn't have much to, for us to go off of um, as far as evaluating, grading, yeah. hopefully. I think Jimmy's going to get most of the first quarter. Yeah, probably. I mean, what will happen is they'll plan on playing him for like the first quarter. Unless like he goes out there and has like two really efficient drives that both drives end up in points. And then they'll just sit him at that point. But yeah, I think Jimmy probably plays most of the first quarter. Trey will, you know, play the rest of the half and maybe a little bit into the third quarter. And then we'll see what happens with that. QB three battle and see if it's Sudfeld if he plays the whole game or or what because if if Rosen goes back out there I think that we can kind of put the kibosh on on Nate yeah. Sudfeld at that Read point if he's not going to play I mean you know you got to cut him yep all right guys I think that's going to do it um, we just we're thrilled to bring you our first recap even if it's just for a preseason game yep um, hit that subscribe button you're going to get more content just like this and also tomorrow morning the return of Niners news. Monday through Friday. So make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel and also make sure you hit that follow button on our Twitter account as well, because we are trying to reach 10,000 followers on Twitter. And once yep. we do reach 10,000, we'll be giving away 49ers Jersey on there as well. So two chances for you to win a 49ers Jersey on YouTube and on Twitter. Zach, tell them who our sponsors are too. That's right. Before we go, thank you very much to acre gold. Thank you, Matt. Uh, you could subscribe and purchase gold for as little as $50 a month. Once you reach the market price of two and a half grams, Acre Gold will send you a lovely gold, gold stamp. Bar. Gold stamp, that's right. 
Also, shout out to 81vino.com. This is Terrell Owens' brand new wine. You can go to 81vino.com, enter code high for 10% off your entire purchase, and get free shipping off purchases of two bottles or more. Um, and lastly, shop49ershive.com. I am wearing our merch right now. It's our lovely Trey Area merch. Um, you can go get this, shop49ershive.com. Code RGS15 is in red gold standard 15 uh, for 15% off your entire purchase. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. And just when you get that Trey Area merch, make sure you don't like read it in the Greg Papa voice, okay? That's just, don't do that. <laughs> it's, it's awesome designs. Um, but we love having you guys here. We want to thank you, as always, for joining us. And until next time, everyone, go Niners.